Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a painter, and a comedian talk about old albums for some reason. This is Nick. Uh, this is Caleb. This is Chris. Hello. Welcome. 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 welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, another episode. Yeah. Another week. Another one in the can, guys. Yeah. Another uh, Chris pick. Yeah. This is my pick. Let's don't don't be shy. Let, let us know what we're doing here. Let's jump right into it. This is Reality Bites. Nice. Uh, an iconic soundtrack of yeah. the Gen X <laughs> generation. <laughs> famous for being the most bullshit of generations. Yeah, famous for being the least employable was, generation. Well, it was like a thing... Well, I remember in the 90s, yeah, when this movie came out, everybody, everything was about Gen X, like Slacker, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it just kind of went away because I was like, oh, I'm too young for Gen X. And then people now tell me I'm a millennial. I don't know what. Yeah. And I, I feel like Gen X just disappeared. I don't know if it was like some sort of measles outbreak. And what but... better poster children <laughs> for that generation than Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Janine Garofalo. Oh. Who else? Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn. Uh, Winona. Winona. No last name. Ben, Still- ben Stiller's a pretty good Gen Xer. Yeah. But he was the he's the corporate sellout in this one, man. <laughs> he's uh, kind of like... Yeah, the suit. I, I guess... <laughs> so he directed the film? Yeah, this uh, is his directorial debut. So I guess he kind of makes himself out to be the... Uh, the villain but he's kind of the most relatable person right yeah and like he's a nice guy and that's the whole like i think you know vh1 did like the i love the 90s and they were like yep. yeah ben still like oh he's, fuck he's, him for trying you know he's trying to make a life for himself and he's like a tv executive which is cool yeah he gets there like a job at mpv or something yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't get it man yeah. didn't get the vision yeah I did, I did go back and uh and watch this movie uh and like you know, Ethan Hawke comes off as a dick, uh, and I was just like, I was like arms folded, like ready to hate, and I was like reminded of all these guys because it's based in Texas. And Nick and I talked about like we know these guys, <laughs> like these pseudo intellectual, like holier than thou sort of thing, coffee shop assholes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as I watched the movie, uh, goddamn, if I didn't fall in love with Ethan Hawke, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, God, under your spell. Oh, but what made you uh, pick this soundtrack? Yeah, did How did you, you come across this? Did you this? own this soundtrack? Or? Um, Kelsey, uh, my girlfriend, actually mentioned it, and mm-hmm. she had seen the movie recently. And I think we had batted it around a while ago. Yeah, it's come up. But um, also, we're, we're going back in time a little bit. We've been kind of stuck in this, like, 98, 97, 99. <laughs> uh, the, golden the, years. Yeah, the golden years of the soundtrack. <laughs> but this was, like... This is an iconic soundtrack and an iconic movie. I think. Sold really well. This, yeah. this is like maybe a rare uh, soundtrack review of a soundtrack that none of us actually owned. Yeah, no, didn't own it because well. it's it, before my time, man. You know. Yeah, I, was, it probably wasn't before my time. Ninety-four. I, I just didn't really. Ninety-four. This is yeah. It's like some of the bands on here are kind of. Uh, I don't know if they're you call them proto grunge. Yeah. They're kind of like a little bit of like 80s, like alternative, uh, they call it like college radio or whatever. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, when you think even about like the movie Reality Bites, you're like, oh, is that like, is that like Pacific Northwest? Like, where was that base? Yeah, like, because all I think is like the vi- the music venue. I was you telling know? you earlier, yeah. I get it confused with Singles, the Cameron Crowe film, which I think is set in Seattle, oh. and everything's about, you know, grunge in Seattle. And, yeah. Uh, Matt Dillon is like I think that was Eddie definitely an Eddie Vedder's in the film. <laughs> Great, yeah. He <laughs> needs to act more. That's that's what I've always said about oh, Eddie. Oh, <laughs> <dang. laughs> well, let's uh, you know, let's move on into the soundtrack. We Jump can, right into it. We, See, what's the first track on this soundtrack? This is um, the Knack. 
the neck with my Sharona. My Sharona. Everyone knows this one. Yeah, fun song. Yeah, I like the song. It's way uh, it's way earlier than I thought it was. It's like '69 when this came out. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Uh, and it's surprisingly filthy. My Sharona. What's Are you serious? Are you sure yeah. about that? <laughs> no. Tight Sharona. Everyone's yeah. everyone's looking at me like you're you're wrong. Chris. What? This this song was ruined to me. Ruined for oh, me. Like from my, the- my Bologna. Yeah, yeah. 79, I'm sorry. Uh, of course. Okay, okay. Still pretty early. Pretty early, but yeah. but it was um I I had heard the weird owl first. Yeah, of course. And and like the one knock I will say about my Sharona is that it's a little uh, the vocals are a little jokey. There's something like a little too like clippy about it. Um, it's it's surprisingly filthy. The yeah. uh, the lyrics itself are like, you know, always get it up for the younger girls and, the, the, and you're like, what? Why are they covering that Weird Al song? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Amish Paradise. There is a pretty good, so, you know, the song is like kind of classic garage rock, like very like, but there is like a long kind of guitar solo-y part at the, yeah. towards the end that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like, I love that song. I think it's a great mm-hmm. song. And it makes me think of uh, the original uh, female character in the show Monk. His yeah. name's Sharona. Sharona. <laughs> what happened to guitar solos, by the way? It's like a forgotten pastime. <laughs> is that true? It's not cool anymore. Whoa. Guitar's not... Really? Guitar's not cool anymore. Hey, man. Yeah. Well, play guitar. Yeah. Sell your guitar. Start a, start a podcast. Yeah, it's been bastardized. <laughs> Just be a DJ, dude. Come yeah, on. Come give on, it Give it up. <laughs> um... Yeah, this. Uh, if you remember in the in the movie, they play this at the uh, the Seven Eleven. They're all dancing to it. The dance like, scene. Oh, the turn this up, and then they're all dancing to it. And the guy's like, "What? What are you <laughs> slackers doing in my Seven uh, Eleven?" One of the things I did notice for a movie that's like, you know, you know, f everything, man. You know, who cares anymore? There's so much product placement in this movie. <laughs> they're all they're eating Pringles, drinking Coca Cola, big gulps in like every scene. It's all the like the Dude, entire movie. Those are all things that Gen X famously loves. <laughs> That's true. Even That's when true. they're hooking up, they're like both holding big gulps. Yeah, it's like insane. I mean, they they talk about the big gulps, how yeah. much they love them, and then it's like, oh, it's so funny that we're trying to you know make out with big gulps in our hands. Speaking oh. of uh, Ethan Hawke and product placement, my favorite... <laughs> Continue. <laughs> there was uh, a film version of Hamlet yeah. that, that was... Uh, it set was in modern times. Set in modern times. Mm-hmm. And it's a part where Sam Shepard, I think, is uh, the ghost of Hamlet's father, yeah. appears to him. And then he disappears through a vending machine. It's like a Pepsi One or a Pepsi <laughs> Zero or something. As Shakespeare intended. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, choice of a new generation. What? A, what's uh, neck? Good song. The neck. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, and uh, Weird Al's first hit, uh, "My Bologna." Is that he, true? He recorded it in his bathroom um, on in somebody like uh, Doctor Demento or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. Radio where he got to start. Like, yeah, yeah it was it's like the funniest song I've heard. Oh God! <laughs> you guys know anything about this next artist, uh, the Juliana Hatfield Three? I, I looked up a little bit because I don't. Yeah. I didn't no, know. Spin the bottle no, is the song. She was involved with the Lemonheads. Uh, Juliana yeah, Hatfield. She was in the Lemonheads. Yeah, yeah. Dating Nevin Dando, I think, the lead singer. Yeah. 
Yeah, they was... got famous for the um, Simon and Garfunkel cover yeah. uh, that was in the oh. Wayne's World 2 soundtrack mm-hmm. on the previous episode. They mm-hmm. did uh, Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she was a Berkeley School of Music grad. Oh, oh yeah. This, no. was, this was a thing. Okay, so she, she went to Boston University. Yeah. Like me. <clears throat> yeah. And then she went to Berkeley, yeah. like Nick. Mm-hmm. And then I think she went to Mass Art later. Did you go to Mass Art, Chris? I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> she was also uh, one of the captains of the wrestling team. Like, oh, no, okay, there you go. <laughs> That's, is that my go-to fact about myself? <laughs> oh, my God. Just kind um, of some background angsty music. Yeah, a little it's, coffee it's, shop. It's very uh, singer. Like I was listening to it, and I was like. I was put off by kind of like a slam poetry type of like lyrics writing where things yeah. don't really track, but it, and, and then I was like kind of charmed by it and then kind of put off by it and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I just turned it off. Uh, she was in the Blake Babies, which apparently were pretty good. Um, no, yeah. uh-huh. I remember for some reason there was like an album cover of hers in the 90s of this, the, the side project that she's, uh, that this is from. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's kind of purpley and there's like a bison on there. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I don't. And I was like, oh, what song of theirs do I know? And I looked and I was like, I don't know any of these songs. I mean, you know, you get like a little bit of Liz Fair like vibe from it maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not as hard, but. Um, She's like weirdly kind of, I, I think she dated Spike Jones, and there's like all these. She was around. Like her, her Wikipedia still, was like crazy long. She hmm. must be a smoke show or something. Because it's like, you must. <laughs> Most people from the <laughs> no, 90s kind of have their day and then disappear and you never hear from them again. But yeah. she's like, she's kind of, I don't know. Uh, I think she, there was something about like, um, she had a, a partner in in the Blake Babies, I think. It was mm-hmm. like just basically two women and they like, they got back together like way later. So I think she's just been producing music for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would, I prefer Amy Mann. <laughs> Yeah, Amy's great. I, I okay. prefer some she's, some of the uh, some of the other female songwriters that are on the soundtrack. We'll get to. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll, yeah. Let's keep cranking. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next band is a complete mystery. Uh, <laughs> this is the Indians with uh, "Bed of Roses." Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Someone yeah. thought that was cool. <laughs> Apparently, RCA opened up their uh, label catalog to Ben Stiller to, oh, yeah. to choose from. Yeah, and, and he only chose he only chose like me fi me fi me me fi me or whatever. <laughs> Just the like, like, come on, anybody you want. And he was like, no, I got me this one. Fi me. Yeah. He's gonna be the hottest rap artist <laughs> this side of the Mississippi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one I knows. Find find basically me. no information about this. Band. They don't have a Wikipedia page, okay. but on their allmusic.com biography. I'm actually, nice. I actually like allmusic.com. Yeah. But, uh. oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. I was uh, sorry. It's, I didn't mean to throw some shade on allmusic.com. It's a resource that a lot of us use. They're a sponsor. <laughs> Sponsored by allmusic.com. Um, but uh, it was somebody from LA, uh, and she moved to London. To do uh, music stuff. All right, oh, wow. What do we got next? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and I'm reading from the biography. Yeah. You, you, like, you like geared up to that like it was going to be a really interesting fact. The band uses elements of psychedelic pop. I'm moving on. And Angelique Bianca. What, there's, what is a, there's a band called the Indians that is like Ireland's premier uh, maybe cover band or something like that. And they all wear headdresses and they're all white guys and it's very problematic their website is like filled with broken links <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just a total mess and then there's Indians which is the uh, the moniker and alter ego of Danish singer songwriter and musician Soren Lokjur mm. so I think they kind of eclipsed the Indians I feel like we're really getting off track <laughs> okay. right. well that's fine yeah. well we do have track four if we want to get into that let's do it um, this is When You Come Back to Me by World Party. I can always hear the song about you and where you're meant to be. But you're gonna tell me the answers I know when you come back to me. The song may sound familiar to you because it's a clear ripoff of uh, David Bowie's Heroes. <laughs> and there's a point later in the song, uh, you may recognize this. I'm surprised I got away with this one. Jeez, yeah. man. The, the groove, you yeah. know, all of it's just like... World party. Yeah, world party. Rude. I mean, you could you could say though that that's that's off of Young Americans, which was uh, it was Bowie's like um, Philly soul like song like album. So he was, I mean, Bowie like no rips Bowie off was original man. <laughs> Bowie borrowed from no one, and he got a lot of his uh, riffs from World Party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so this guy Carl Wallinger was the uh, Carl. Carl yeah. uh, was the director of, uh, I guess, the soundtrack or whatever. I don't know. Oh, how that, yeah, I don't know yeah. how that works. Huh. Uh, but World Party is like his solo project, and he was uh, part of a band called the Water Boys. Who I know they have a beautiful song called "The Whole of the Moon." Um, that's nice. very pretty. You guys should check it out. The Water Boys. That's uh, really they're like an Irish Welshy sort of band. Thanks, yeah. Carl, for all your hard thanks, work. Thanks, Carl. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I've been noticing in almost every soundtrack we're doing that the the like the artistic director of that soundtrack slips in. It's like Tom Morello was like on the the Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah, let me yeah just, a couple let me times. Just get in here. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think that job entails? Uh, music supervision. Music supervisor. Probably yeah. some music clearances. Yeah. Just guiding the process. Probably uh, a nightmare. Yeah. Do you think you're <laughs> sitting in and like watching the movie and like? Okay, no. we'll put this song here. And that's what somebody oh, like yeah, scores probably, it. He's probably watching the cut and making some choices. So if you're a, a music director for a film out there, come on our podcast and oh, yeah. we'll talk over you. Right. I listened to an interview with the guy that works with... Um, with uh, oh shit, the, you know the guy that did Fantastic Mr. Fox and I don't know why Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. Oh my god, oh, Wes Anderson yeah. is famous. Dude, I, I was just blanking. But... We're in Brooklyn, man. <laughs> yeah, what, so, his friends call him Wes. Wes Anderson <laughs> is like famous for his soundtracks, and it's mm-hmm. this guy that he collaborates with on like on all the things. And it, so he's kind of probably one of the most famous music directors for film. Yeah, and it was it was a good interview. It's like hmm. I think this guy just like loves old music and. They sat down and like he was like, oh yeah, we had this one song and we tried to get in this and then the next movie. And it's like, when they're Wes Anderson movies and the aesthetics are so similar, you can yeah. just be like, we're going to bank that one for the next one. Yeah, you're just like, eh, keep the bookmark on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dog ear that track. 
Um, yeah, I still I'm, I'm ashamed of Ben Stiller for like, RCA. No, hey, the anything entire... you want. And he was like, mm. <laughs> he's like, no, I think I'm gonna go with uh, track five, which is the posies yeah. of going, going, gone. Very of the year, I think. This reminds me of Houston for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Driving around. Big time. I remember the posies, but I can't really remember why. I know that... I think that they were one of those bands, like... uh, There's a couple of bands on here that I'll probably say the same thing, but they were... uh, Like, when grunge hit big, and it was like Nirvana and Pearl Jam which were pretty new bands. There was like some of the older bands that had been doing, you know, kind of like the Pixies. And yeah. think like these bands that got like sucked in because they were the ones that inspired kind of like what eventually hit huge. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if the, the Posies were like that or they kind of sound like one of those bands that were like, like when I talk about college radio, it was like the, mm-hmm. they like probably. <laughs> they were cool at the time. It just, yeah. it like this film, it has not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> that song was okay. I don't know. It's no days of the new or yeah. <laughs> oh, man. thank God not making an appearance on this soundtrack. Missed them already, Dear God. man. Yeah. What are, we, what are we thinking? Yeah, why is Smash Mouth not on this soundtrack? Yeah, where is what Smash happened? Mouth? That's too early for Smash. Um Yeah. I uh I don't know. I did before I forget, I do want to talk about how this is like pre uh surgery Ben Stiller. Like since Surgery? since this movie, he's like gotten his teeth fixed and his uh, ears <laughs> tucked. And in this, you're uh, like, ah, oh, he looks like. Why does he look strange? And then you're like, oh, oh that's yeah, right. Like if yeah. you're if you're famous for like 20 years, you just get you just have to get plastic surgery, and then like you don't notice it because you do it gradually over time. But like he you go back and watch this movie, his ears are enormous. <laughs> uh, he I looks never, like you know Eddie Munster. <laughs> I, mean, I never <laughs> even I never knew about that. He's got, he's got wow. his teeth are a little worse, and his ears are a little bit bigger. <laughs> so I mean, I was watching a Tom Cruise the, movie last night, and I. I was like fixated on how you know the center of his teeth yeah. is like over a whole oh, tooth. If you guys don't know about this, <laughs> his like the bridge of his nose goes down to like one tooth. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's everything's over, and it's if you watch That's him in so when he's in like you can't uh, taps, he you know he's really young and he has like you know he's he's got weird teeth. Yeah, and it, I mean, legend, he's, he's, he's got weird teeth. He's still like a you know obviously a very handsome man and like whatever. And then when he got everything fixed, it, everything's just like over one tooth. Yeah. And it's funny because it looks completely great and normal until you like just draw a line. Oh, yeah. Oh god. And the outsider. I mean, he's got jacked up uh, teeth in the outsiders, man. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, it's like, dude. I because I was trying to find. I was like, I want a before and after shot of Ben Stiller's teeth. Uh, and then like every celebrity popped up and everyone's got their teeth fixed man like mm-hmm. I mean yeah, yeah. like every every that's fucked up then you have to do that I know but like every like like Bradley Cooper uh, uh Dude, friggin uh if this, Gosling, if this podcast everyone's had if this podcast time, takes off first thing I'm doing <laughs> we're all getting our teeth I'm gonna add a tooth <laughs> just an extra tooth long tooth top right <laughs> top right extra tooth just on top of the other one. Oh, oh man, man. 
Well, that'll take us into yeah. track six. We're getting plugs, dude. <laughs> We're totally getting plugs after this. Uh, this is Lisa Loeb in Nine Stories um, with Stay in parentheses. Uh, the, the crown jewel of the soundtrack. Perhaps. I missed you. Mm-hmm. Love a good parentheses here. This is this got her famous. This is her. This this was a number one song after this, right? Uh, and she wrote it for. She was. She has the distinction of. Uh, I think the first person to be an unsigned person to get a. I think maybe oh, the only well, person. The only per. Well, the only. I person? don't know. Or maybe at least the first person. An to, unsigned artist with a like a Billboard with charting. A, no, with one, a number with one. A number one, one hit. Wow. Think about how That's much take home. Think about how much money in the nineties you're taking home from a number one hit, no label. Yeah. And and that's that's why she's just continued to make music since and like n- <laughs> has not had another hit. She's, she's doing children's songs and stuff too, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Uh, she's like one of those. I don't know if she she does like a lot of. She pops up in movies like in cameo roles. I don't yeah. know if she has like famous for her cat eye glasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she had like a reality show. Like ten years ago, I can't even remember what it was about. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, did, I didn't know about this. Elise's <laughs> uh, lobe. I guess <laughs> she's just haunting L.A. I don't know. Yeah, I mean she's around. Uh, I, that, w- <laughs> I was shocked that she was uh, she was unsigned, and then the yeah, song was- I was re-listening yeah. to that song. I don't think I like it. <laughs> I mean, how did this get number one? That's like, because it's like, oh, it's an okay, like, you know, a coffee shop sort of song, but. Right. It's I catchy, imagine. but like the. Uh, I, well, what's the like beginning the of the song sound like? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really slow. Maybe like uh, Jewel was doing well and this. No, like, this is before. This, this is, is way before. Jewel. Okay. This is so. I mean, Jewel stole that riff. You say. <laughs> no, I mean. Or maybe I'm just thinking. It's back a cl- it's a classic like song, but, but yeah, it's I don't I don't I don't like it. I like it okay. I don't know. I like it okay. I like it okay. It could just be a jewel song to me, and I would never bat bat an eye. Again, you know I think I mean? this is yeah. exactly. I don't know if it's exactly. a full ten years before jewel. No, <laughs> no, no, wait, no. dude. Jewel was absolutely like the following year. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with that one, but. Listeners, write in. <laughs> we can't figure this one out. When was Jewel? Who was Jewel? Also, what happened to Nine Stories? It, it, you know, Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. And I think it just and became just Lisa, Lisa Loeb. Loeb. Yeah. Ooh. The forgotten backing band. All nine of them. Yeah. That's a lesson for any anyone that's in a band that has a lead singer's name and you know that you're, yeah. you're expendable. Yeah. <laughs> If you're, to, uh, if you're one of the news, the Blackhearts. If you're some of the Blowfish. Right. <laughs> hey, we're some of the Blowfish. Good night. <laughs> well, apparently, so uh, Darius Darius Rucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He is he is not fond of being called Hootie. Apparently. Well, that's the thing but, is that it's not. It's not. He's not Hootie. He's not Hootie. But. But don't, it's a terrible name. But don't name your band Hootie and the Blowfish. Like, be like, is that a good album? I'm not is, is Cracked Review worth revisiting? 
loaded question. I don't know. Is too early for that. Is anything worth anything? I don't know. True. Um, just, in so music? There's kind of the famously like Pink Floyd. People are like, which one of you is Pink? Which one of you is Floyd? What? Yeah, mm. well, that, I mean, that's like a lyric in, uh, in uh, Passive, what is it, Sipping Cigar? Have a cigar. Which one of you is Pink? It's like the, talking about like like uh, meeting with record executives and being like, which one of you is pink? Yeah. We love you, blah blah blah. What but are like the, teen but commandments? If you, but if you yeah. name if you name your Don't band, let your parents down, Hootie, they you up. Or like we're Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Then you can't be like surprised that people are like Hootie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. What did you think was gonna happen, idiot? <laughs> that's that's exactly yeah. That's exactly my my sentiments. <laughs> it's like, well, don't name yourself. A terrible band name. <laughs> and then make terrible music. Yeah. So nine stories, if you're out there. Nine stories, Feel please write in. in. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a break, guys? Yeah, let's take yeah, a short break. Yeah, we'll be right back. All right, we'll be back. Love you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe and make sure to rate and review on iTunes. That's important. Spotify, you can also find us there. Caleb? Uh, we really appreciate it. And also, we're on social media if you want to find us on Twitter. That is at TracklistingPod. And I think you can find us on Instagram. Instagram is TracklistingPodcast. And I think we actually might have an old-fashioned website. Oh, TracklistingPodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, no Facebook. <laughs> No Facebook allowed. Sorry, Mark. Too old. You ruined our democracy! Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Welcome back to Track Listing. Nick. Chris. Caleb. Okay, it's Reality been... Bites. Before we get back into the soundtrack, we're gonna we're gonna play a little game here. Uh, so this is Covers Blown. The last couple play times we did song. this, it was uh <laughs> 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 the last couple times I had you try to guess uh, the song, and also I, I, I like dug into some of the worst covers ever. So these covers are not as bad as those covers, but this is a little bit of a. Yeah, we'll a see tra- about that. Yeah. Track, track. This is uh, the track listing all star edition. Nice. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So number one. Is this inspired by RuPaul. Yeah. Number one is uh, from. <laughs> These are all soundtracks. Okay. And I wouldn't put it past you dummies to have owned a couple of these soundtracks when you're youth. Don't call me a dummy. I'm, I am calling you a dummy. <laughs> so if you guys actually know the answer, wait, like, make let the other person guess first. Okay. okay. Yeah, but yeah, but we got three quick ones. That's fair. Okay, so number one, uh, on the American Wedding soundtrack, 2003. Are you nodding because you had that soundtrack? Well, I owned American Pie 2. Okay. Soundtrack. Close. No cigar. <laughs> 2003, uh, so this is a cover of Van Morrison's classic, Into the Mystic. Oh, wow. Off of Moondance. Great song. Yeah. So was this... Before was it, Van Morrison went absolutely crazy. <laughs> neither. Okay, so the question is, is on, on the American Wedding soundtrack, was Into the Mystic covered by The Wallflowers, mm-hmm. Aerosmith, oh, no. or Smash Mouth? <laughs> oh, boy. Why did... All three of these are... Uh, points of contention. <laughs> These the are already. This is called the track listing all stars edition. Do you know? Do you know, Nick? I do not. Where's your head at? So, let's hear the three bands again. The Wallflowers. Wallflowers. Love them. <laughs> Aerosmith. Love them. Fri- Friends of the Pod. And uh, Smash Mouth. 
stars and it's of a Van Broadway Morrison song. Into the Mystic. I mean, my gut says Wallflowers because I don't think they wrote much. <laughs> my gut says Wallflowers too because they did a cover of that Bowie song yeah. for another soundtrack. Yeah, Heroes. Uh, and do, uh, you, do you think Jacob was like, Daddy, Daddy, give me the rights to this song, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. British, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, I want to do a cover now, Daddy. <laughs> it's like Will Smith's kids from South Park. Yeah. Bias them all, Daddy. Bias them all, Daddy. All right, so this is Into the Mystic. Let's see who this is. Instantly know if it's Aerosmith. The others, well, if it's Smash Mouth too. Oh no, is it Smash Mouth? Oh, Wallflowers, eh? I'm getting Wallflowers. Yeah. Hey, Jacob. Good job, guys. Hey, Jacob. Hey, we finally got one. (laughs) Right on. The one thing, you know, it's a Wallflowers cover, so it's... It's a five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jacob Dylan is not Bob Dylan, but he's definitely not Van Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to be like Daddy. It's going to be like Daddy. <laughs> All right. Um, so moving uh, on to round yeah. two. I feel like All Smash right. Mouth, I would have heard that they covered Van Morrison as well. Just okay. want to put that out there. So round two. This Small is from the Zoolander back. soundtrack, 2001. Nice. Any of you dum dums own the Zoolander soundtrack? Nope. All right. I don't like this dum dum thing. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's a cover of the, aggro. The, yeah, the Bee Gees classic, I Started a Joke. Okay. Oh. I don't know that song. I do. Okay. I started a joke, started the whole world crying. Yeah. All right, was it covered by The Wallflowers? God. Was it covered by Aerosmith? Or was it covered by Smash, Smash Mouth? Mouth? <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> um, um, let's see. These are the track listing podcast all-stars. I'm gonna go. I want to go Wallflowers again because it seems like that song. I've heard that song. I know that song fairly well. I think all these might be Wallflowers. (laughs) Wallflowers again. We'll see. But but I could also see Aerosmith doing it. I could see Steven Tyler really belting on some of those um, (laughs) some of those lyrics. Some of the high notes. And when you start. Um, do you want to go Aerosmith? I'm gonna go Wallflowers again. Yeah, let's I think, do Wallflowers. I think we're yeah, getting I like duped. Let's see, I think this is, is some cruel I started hoax. a joke. <laughs> it's a cruel just game to, that we just play. Just to get us to listen yeah. to more Wallflowers. Could be Smash Mouth at this point. I don't know. Let's hear the vocal. <laughs> Somebody! I started a joke. Yeah, it's Wallflowers yeah. again. Yeah, I know. I know. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm on to you, Caleb. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I... It's real spacey. Holy crap. Did they do a bunch of covers? Wow. That's like... Hey, we want to be a good band, but we don't want to do anything that it takes to be a band. Just give me the songs. All right, well, there's one more song. For you guys, right. thank you, Jacob, for all your hard work. Now, please stop. So, in the in the year two thousand, stop. stop. No one's the, ever said no. Off of the soundtrack for me, myself, and Irene. Oh, Any yeah. of you dum dums on that album? Two thousand seven. Two thousand. Two thousand. Okay. Me, yeah. myself, oh, so, and Irene. Jeez. Yeah. No, I did not own the me, myself, and Irene. All right. Soundtrack. There was a cover of "Do It Again" How by Steely you? Dan, <gasps> off of Steely Dan's 
first proper album. Yes, great cover. But here's what I'm asking you guys. Was this covered by the Wallflowers, Aerosmith, or Smash Mouth? I'm thinking Smash Mouth on this one, unless Steely Dan. If it's Wallflowers again, I'm just gonna punch Caleb. Um, (laughs) But I, I could. I mean, actually, no, dude. I don't think like Wallflowers. If you asked. Or, excuse me. We're talking you, about musicianship here. Yeah. If you asked Smash Mouth who is Steely Dan, I don't think the band could tell you. You know what I mean? You'd be like, uh, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I think it's got to be the Wallflowers. I mean, two in a row is bad enough. If, if this is the Wallflowers, then I, I've lost what shred of respect I did have for Jake Dylan. But oh. I, I do love Steely Dan. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see either the, either of the other bands covering it. So I think it is Wallflowers. Let's have a listen here. This is this is All Star. Do it edition. again from the Me Myself and Irene soundtrack. But if it's Smash Mouth, I swear to God, dude, it's gotta be Smash. Oh no! That's a... <laughs> oh God, it's smashy. It's it is pretty, a little pretty smashy. smashy. Let's hear the vocal. But this is the way the Steely Dan song sounds too. So. A little smashy. More smashy. <laughs> yeah. It's got all the elements of a smash up song. Yeah. Uh oh. Oof. Alright, here it comes, guys. Uh, Strap in. On the edge of my seat. No! no! <laughs> God damn it! Turn it off! <laughs> Over. Oh, no. oh, no. oh, oh God! You guys did really well in that quiz, but I did actually slowly turn you insane. Yeah, <laughs> this is a setup. It's a setup, man. Dude, oh man, that uh, the the world is a worse place for me uh, now that I know that Smash Mouth has covered a Steely Dan song. Yeah, it was real smashy right out of real the gate. Real smashy. Right you got a shaker. You got weird guitars. I think spacey you, you guys effects. totally would have gotten that right if it, if I hadn't done the rope a dope with the two the wallflowers. Two wallflower. Yeah, because like Man. when you think of a like a Fairly Brothers film, right? Oh, yeah, like, you think you're like, definitely. yeah, this is gonna be like Smash Mouth, Smash really Mouth just God. crap. Yeah, <laughs> establishing shot with Smash Mouth playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jumping God. back into the soundtrack for <laughs> Reality Bites. Thanks for playing, guys. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Pump the brakes for a second there, Nick. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, I want to know like what Smash Mouth's relationship with Steely Dan is or was, or just like, hey, man, I, I actually covered one of your songs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Donald Fagan. Hey, yeah, like turn call, Walter Becker. Like, 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 like call security on the guy. <laughs> Steve Harwell. Get him out of here. Yes. Why do I know that? I think the, the <laughs> point... Steve Harwell's yeah. his name? Yeah. Uh, I think the point of that quiz was just... Dude, wallflowers were... I, and I read on one of the Wikipedia pages, I think uh, Into the Mystic, they wanted the original and they couldn't clear it. Yeah. And so there's just, just... when you thought they were bad. Just, they're worse than you think. There's the yeah. red like uh, the red phone in the corner that just says wallflowers on it. Yeah. Pick oh, it up and they're like, the what? Phone. Hey! Van yeah, They always answer. <laughs> they're always down. Jacob lives downstairs, man. <laughs> Daddy. 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 Okay, back back right, in, sorry. Back nice. into the soundtrack. Oh, man. Okay, more <laughs> more great music here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Up next, we have track 7. This is a band you may know. Um, U2. 
You too. You may know something about them. <laughs> this is the song All I Want Is You. You two making their second appearance on the podcast, maybe? We talked about everyone having nicknames except for one of the one of the band members. Adam Clayton. Adam Clayton. <laughs> the Edge. Bono. Adam Clayton. <laughs> You've got the Bono. Yeah. Edge. <laughs> the Bono. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Bono and the Edge. Um, this song yeah. gives me nightmares. Pretty U2. Actually, um, I don't dislike the song. I think that that might have been a little bit of an unfair uh, part of the song to play because I think parts of it are better. I mean, is, if you like U2, you like this song. Uh, see, I, I'm, it's very generic U2. I'm a fan that's, that's of like I, early, yeah. early U2. Yeah. I think is really really good. This is I think the song's off of Rattle and Hum or it was in that era. So this is like an actual album it track. It's, it's not, hum, yeah. yeah, it's not some sort of uh, Ben Stiller favor to like do a YouTube <laughs> song for reality bites. <laughs> just, just make sure it like you can't delete it from the, from the say, iPod. Yeah, like you, you had that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's on all my devices. <laughs> I, so I had to jailbreak my phone <laughs> to get that fucking album off my cloud. It's, it's insane. You uh, uh, two yeah. sucks. Aerosmith or you two, which is worse? I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that. Aerosmith is way worse. I yeah. like I like you two. Really? Uh, well, I feel like part of it is, I think that you can track you two by the length of Bono's hair. Oh, I think long the, hair, long hair Bono is like, good. And then there's a hat on top of the long hair, and you're like, eh. yeah. And then the hair comes up, and you're like, eh. He's and then a, the glasses, it's like sunglasses all the time. You're like, oh no, I can't do this. Yeah. He's a Samson, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Jumbotron loses his strength, and then like uh, the edge gets that skull cap, and it keeps like <laughs> pulling it down pulling further down and right. further onto his head. Yeah. As the wet knob on his delay pedal keeps going up. Yeah. <laughs> so much. What does he sound like when he just plays guitar? Like, no one will know. No, no, no one, one knows. knows. Yeah, it's a mystery. It's, it's never it's been like, recorded. Bing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think U two is uh, they're definitely res- I, they're they're overshadowed by how much of a of a silly person Bono sort of is. You know, he's what a I mean? silly person that's done a lot of good in the world, which yeah. is like a confusing thing. Which is it's the whole South Park, like he's a piece of shit. He's literally and, a like, turd. He's doing great stuff, and like yeah. the only way is he's actually a turd. <laughs> Why do we hate that guy? Even though he's doing amazing things, it's very confusing. Yeah, he's you know, I don't know. Because I'll tell you why it's it's his self importance. It's the pretense. Yeah, and he's just he takes himself extremely seriously, and everything's um, a message. And um, I have to wear this hat. I have to. I left my lucky hat (laughs) in Ireland. And he's always like he's so small. Mm -hmm. He's wearing like lifted shoes. That's what it's about, man. And when they did that Spider-Man musical, that was like the peak, peak oh, bad you two. I forgot. Oh. Turn off the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, turn off the dark. Turn oh. off the song, man. It was the musical that like crippled half of the working actors in New York. Yeah, every equity actor just yeah. you know, <laughs> shattered like, their just blowing out their knees on yeah. some sort of rig. It's like, like oh my they god, they keep dropping Spider-Man, man. There's been nine dropped Spider-Man this week. Oh man. god. Alright, what, what do we got yeah. next? I think we covered this. Uh, we have track eight. This is uh, Crowded House with Crowded House. Locked Out. There the. Um... Aussie New Zealand band. Okay. That's all I really know about them. 
It's like um, the guy from Split Ends. Yeah. Which was a Kiwi band. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a couple of their records. Uh, did they do that song? Hey now, hey now, don't breathe it so far. I think that at was their your best. Feet. Is at your feet. Yeah, they have a couple. They have some, some hits. They're funny because they're kind of, they're like halfway 80s, like new wave and halfway like uh, soft rock. Because Split Ends was huge in, in Australia, correct? Or, or and maybe the UK as well or something like that? Or? I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, they had like one big hit. I have like this one split ends record that is laser etched. It's bizarre. Like it has like all this is I've never seen on any other record. I'll show it to you oh. later. But it's uh The Crowded House is like one of those bands Google. where I I think they're kind of like a guilty pleasure band and they have those big hits. They're yeah. kind of like eighties ballad things. Don't dream it's over is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's a great that's a great uh that's probably on 80s power ballads. <laughs> or not power ballads. We'll probably hit that. There'll probably be a soundtrack, some sort of John Hughes film that has that on there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should do a John Hughes soundtrack. We should. I know. Well, I, I pitched The Breakfast Club. Do you guys want to stop doing the soundtrack right now and just switch to a John Hughes Yeah, soundtrack? let's just go to a John Hughes <laughs> No, but guys, up next is Lenny Kravitz. What? Oh, oh That reminds me, I almost got um, the cover of Simple Minds by Smash Mouth, a cover of Don't, Don't Forget About Me, but it wasn't on a soundtrack, so I, I excluded it. <laughs> uh, thank God. Jesus. It was real Wait, good. Did Smash Mouth also do a billion covers? Oh, yeah. Golly. We gotta start a band, guys. <laughs> a star band. You don't even have to write music, apparently. Yeah. You don't even have to sound like you, you know, can sing. It's all about the producer and the mixer. Man. That's it. Yeah, Scott Band, we gotta start with. Um, Maybe Lenny Kravitz could help us out start our music career. <laughs> right, you need something to do. Hit that, Lenny. This Just is uh, track nine. Sakes. This is Lenny, and what is he, what is the song title here? Spinning Around Over You. Thanks, Lenny. It's pretty standard, Lenny. <laughs> but here it is. Pretty early, Lenny. Pretty early, Lenny. What is he doing? <laughs> There's an article that just came out um, February 7th um, on JamaicaStar.com. Lenny Kravitz wants to sell his belongings. So apparently he wants to sell everything he owns uh, Uh, to help make a difference. 4,000 scarves. And I couldn't be more on board with that idea. (laughs) You know, because he he bought like the Beatles console from Abbey Road. And it's like sitting in his studio in the Bahamas. Not getting used. This is uh, just in the corner. It should be in the Smithsonian. Yeah, it's getting salted from (laughs) the beach. Lenny Lenny Kravitz is a a man that uh, the three of us have been discussing for years. Yeah, we have. We've discussed the enigma that... The inexplicable fame of Lenny Lenny Kravitz. Of a man who, to my knowledge, nobody has ever bought a record or listened to the music of. Every every concert goer has been somehow given free tickets. Well, there was a a thing where... You've been uh, forced to hear it. Ticketmaster Ticketmaster got... Ticketmaster lawsuit. There was a class action lawsuit where anybody who had bought it, they were like required to give free tickets to people. But everything was blocked. Yeah. So the only thing is the idea there would be just like a... A worldwide tour of Lenny Kravitz just to like burn off all the, like, 
free tickets. <laughs> like everyone's there, like, did you? Are you a crowd? Oh, yeah. I'm like, God, no, 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 no. no. This is free. You know, it's like one of those things. Yeah, it's yeah. the only one that was available. I'm like, oh, I thought, like, yeah. My company works for a, a, a Hyundai Santa Fe, and they used one of his songs in the commercial. And so, yeah, it's just like. It's so I figured it out. I was like, "Why is Lenny Kravitz like?" Because you see him on like VH1 interviews, and you're like, "Oh, that's a respectable musician." Then you're like, "Wait, what? No, he's not. <laughs> like, why? Why? Is it, none of his songs are good. He I could never, <laughs> I could never imagine someone being like, "Oh, big Kravitz fan, big time." No one's ever said that. Nope. I was. What is? It makes no it's, sense. It's it's that he just completely emulates and rips off everybody. Like, are you gonna go my way? It was just like, I'm gonna do a Hendrix song. And he just mm-hmm. fucking did a Hendrix song. I mean, so kind like, of, but it, he's, like, good-looking. Yeah. He had his dick, like, pop out of his pants in that uh, shit. Yeah. It's not why. It has nothing to do with anything. Well, it's, like, one of those things where when is I saw that, he was, like, he was performing and his, like, leather pants split open and his yeah. big dick fell out. We've all but seen it, it. But it was, like... Uh, Google it if you haven't. I was, like, it's, Lenny Kravitz is performing? Like, when was the last time he came out? Like, there's a great video of him at, like, Live Aid or Live 8 whatever that concert was, like, mm-hmm. ten years ago. And he's like, get on your feet! Come on, everybody! And, like, no one's singing his songs. <laughs> and he's, like, like livid. He's, like, really mad at the audience that they're not, like, singing back. And they're like, it's hot. This is, like, the hour 12 of this concert, and you're Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Please don't make us sing along. I don't... It's a biz- I don't know. It's really weird. If you're a Lenny Kravitz fan... Thank uh, you for all your hard work. Lenny, Lenny, now please sell all your the, gear and please stop making music. There are a lot please. of musicians that are that I dislike their music, and that's the thing about Lenny Kravitz. You don't like it or dislike it. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like we hate Lenny Kravitz. It's just bizarre that he's a famous musician. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's I don't. I can only name one Lenny Kravitz song. <clears throat> oh come on, I'm American Woman. Are you? Gonna that go was away? a cover. Uh, right. Uh, that, that was a no, guess who what's, song. What's the, what's the big one that's... Uh... Are You Gonna Go My Way is the only one that I remember. And no, then I remember the... he was in a Gap ad with like Sarah Jessica Parker. Of course. Um, I do remember that one too. <laughs> Selling uh, scarves, I guess. No, I don't but know. it's something like the middle or like keep wrapped up with you or something. Come on. I don't know what Listeners, you're talking about. Listeners, help me out here. Everyone knows I it. remember for a while there was a paparazzi <laughs> photo of him. And I think he li- obviously he lives in L.A. But walking down the street with the a massive scarf, the biggest scarf you've ever seen anybody wear. It's the second thing that pops up is Lenny Kravitz. And scarf. then people just kept uh, photoshopping the scarf like larger and larger. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> fly away. Uh, Low. Fly away. Uh, it ain't over till it's over. That's what I was thinking. No, I don't know any. I know about, fly away, and I know it's all garbage. It's all terrible. It's okay. yeah. He really peaked. Uh, whoa, dude! It ain't over till it's over. Is uh, nineteen ninety one. Anyway, the next song on the soundtrack <laughs> is, wears- by, is by a real musician. This is a real musician we have. By the way, he wears scarves to protect his voice. Wait, is okay? this, is this so who I think cool. it is? This is a real musician here. Um, this is Ethan Hawke with I'm Nothing. Just imagine you're Winona Ryder. Ethan Hawke is... Mama got a cooked dead. Hell yeah. I'm the ultramodern version of the American race. This is like gutter punk rock, man. You know what I mean? I have a. a this kind is of his band in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, this, this is. Hey, that's my bike. This is, is in the movie? movie. Yeah. Okay. 
I assumed that, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. That's the band. That's the song they're playing as she walks into the bar. Yeah. And then he's like, "This one's for you, Laney." After they have like a weird argument, and that's the mean one. I don't know yeah. if we're gonna get to. <laughs> Oh my god! We gotta play that song. We gotta. Play. <laughs> so, I I, re- so I respect insane. any soundtrack that puts like the the actors singing yeah, in a band his, uh, and they put it on soundtrack. Got it in he there. He sounds all right. You know what? Let's let's give it up for Ethan Hawke. That's props, uh, <laughs> dude. I, I here's the thing. I think Standing every up. every woman I think really is secretly into or not secretly overtly into Ethan Hawke. I think he I does think, it for a lot of ladies. Dude, Ethan Hawke is legitimately kind of awesome. Yeah. What else uh, to like about Ethan Hawke? He like probably should have been like a Skeet Ulrich like disappeared from the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like but no like and I'm not saying that he should have but it was like one of those like well you know what do you, even yeah. though he's like earlier you're like who knows who's gonna make it who's gonna disappear. His lasting power he's, is He's like impressive. getting yeah. better and better. Yeah. Boyhood like, was great. First reformed. Oh, boyhood I was amazing. Heard great things. He's doing. I, I think it took fourteen years doing, to make uh, This is great. <laughs> Slow West on Broadway. There's some Broadway show where I think it's him and Paul Dano that's supposed to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, doing um, the Sam Shepard play. Yes. Slow West. Um, Paul he's, Dano. He's fucking awesome. He's yeah. like one of. He's amazing looking. He was married to uh, Uma Thurman for a long time, and then she left him, and he lost a bunch of weight, and that was alarming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of nervous about that. <laughs> but uh, that song was really, really bad. <laughs> I wish he hadn't oh, done it. Man. He did ruin a generation of men uh, that were trying to emulate him. You know? It sounds like a precursor to like a Tim Heidecker song. Chris and I, we went and saw that uh, Valerian in the... City of a Thousand... No, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, It's just called Valerian. (laughs) No, it's like a whole thing. City of a Thousand Planets. planets But he was like... uh, What does that mean? He was Rihanna's weird pimp or something. Oh my god, I forgot he was He was the one person in that movie who who realized he was in a ridiculous fucking movie. And he was just like... like, He (laughs) He was awesome. I'm a pimp. (laughs) It's insane. I'm going to escort you through this weird fetishized thing that Rihanna's about to do. But all like weirdly European fetishes. It's like French made stuff. Yeah, it was very... It was very uh, scary, uh, but yeah, no, he was the best part of that movie yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, by yeah. far and away. Um, <laughs> that or the fact that dude, Ethan Hawke Ethan rocks. Hawk. Ethan Hawke rocks. Guys, we got to get to track eleven. Come on, we're, we're just fanboying over Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I was getting myself worked into a frenzy. <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> What's that guy doing? He's by himself. It's like, Jesus Christ. Get him out of here. Hey, dude. Yeah, Uh, Ethan Hawk's great, but calm down, dude. Come on. Jesus Christ. Ethan Hawk! Sit down, sir. Sir. Oh, man. This is Turnip Farm by Dinosaur Jr. Here we go. Shaking your head. What's up, Nick? This song just reminds me of why I left Houston. <laughs> I like it's like Dino. guys that just obsess over like the right distortion pedal, you know. Well, that's, I mean, Dinosaur Jr. is all distortion, man. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like trying to find that perfect tone. Yeah. It's like, just stop. 
I do want to say, I think Jay Maskus comes up on every episode. That I, we do. I love him, yeah. Yeah, as the, the um, ninja twin from, or the, or the ghost twin from Matrix Reloaded. I, see, I, I'm like on board with the Jay Maskus as Saruman from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. You sent us that. Uh, they were, that apparently, movie. before the junior was added, they just tried to go by dinosaur oh, yeah. and some legal battle forced them. Yeah. You know, they were like, fine, we're dinosaur junior. Yeah. Like, I always thought that it was suck like, it. maybe that, a uh, reference to like uh, T Rex or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's that Mark indie Bullen. band uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like this adding a junior and stuff. Just like, add a junior. You can't be Danny DeVito. Like, no, we're Danny DeVito Vito. Uh, Danny DeVito <laughs> produced this movie, by the way. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. He was a producer on right. uh, Reality Bites. Danny DeVito Vito, man. That's when he was... Dude. DeVito's awesome. He became like a comedy power... Like, he was like a kind of a like a joke on, like, Taxi. Like, he was like, yeah, he's just a comic actor. But then he became like a producing, like, com- like comedic movie powerhouse in the 90s. Which is I impressive. like that, like, uh, that short period in the 80s where he was opening films. <laughs> he was like the headlining performer in a, in a major, like, major motion picture. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what? He was in, like, he was in, a, like... Uh, I don't know, put me on the spot, but like throw mama from the train, yeah. like uh, uh, she devil wasn't that the him and Roseanne or something? There was some movie where I don't think it was in she devil, was it? Uh, maybe it was one in of the roses or something. Kindergarten or um, uh, junior? Like he was in Batman Returns. Like yeah, he was like, yeah. a huge Hollywood star. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. He was great, dude. Yeah, Tavito's awesome. That was a Danny DeVito song. That's a Danny DeVito original. song. That's an original by Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito Jr. Jr. Um, yeah, dude, let's just be, let's be like, yeah, Michael Jackson Jr. Like, Michael Jackson 2. Michael Jackson 2. God. What do we got next on the soundtrack? Um, track 12. This is Me Fi Me with Revival. So this is what Ben Stiller demanded be on the soundtrack. His only request... Yeah, the only track he pulled from RCA's entire roster. This is the very, this era of rap, you know. It's not bad, though. I kind of like it. It's pretty good. I, 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 I love, like... Kind of got that Lou Reed bass line kind of thing I think happening. Arrested Development's on the, the bonus tracks or something like that, right? Yeah. Or the 10th anniversary. Uh, very kind of arrested development-y. Um, who's the, who's uh, Benita Applebaum? You got it's a tribe called Tribal Quest. Quest, of course. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's definitely me. very backpackery. Very I yeah, think yeah. I was reading about this guy. I think he might have been kind of on the forefront of like uh, like hip hop acts that were like playing live. You know, they were like like doing the music themselves instead of sampling and instead of like having a DJ. Yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, it was a counterpart to like the gangster. You know, rap of the era. Yeah. Providing like a. It was like the enlightened, intelligent sort of uh, intelligentsia rap. Right. Uh, that's what Me Fi Me is a reference to um, the fraternities, the historically oh, yeah, black yeah. fraternities, mm-hmm. which are like uh, Alpha Phi Alpha or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or like ones like that. And so it's uh, denotes intelligent mm-hmm. uh, young black men or something like that. There you go. I wonder uh, what part of the movie is this in? Is this like worked in like. Naturally, or is it it's probably really not even in the movie? Shoehorned in. I want to say it's uh, uh, Ben Stiller's ca- playing in Ben Stiller's car when he's driving, and that he wrecks into Winona Ryder. 
I know, there's a rap cigarette. song playing, but I can't remember if it's okay. this rap song. See, I kind of, yeah. I kind of feel like a cigarette. Yeah. we've been making fun of the 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 fact that he got like uh, the okay for to like bring in music from this, and then no. only brought in this. But I feel like it was probably late in the late in the process. Yeah, probably. Where it was like, well, what part of the movie is there just a song on? I don't know. Yeah, background. I mean, the, the way it was phrased made it sound like this was the only thing he brought to the table. Uh, but who knows what actually? I, I tried to find more on like what actually happened. I'd love to love to talk to Ben Stiller about it. Um, ben Stiller, come on the pod. Stiller, we have a few questions. Oh I already ripped on yeah. you for your podcast. We, we brought up the ear thing, <laughs> really so you're sorry. probably never gonna. That That's what we really want to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Let's get to the meat and buns. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who knows? and also like cool of Ben Stiller to be like, all right, the one thing I want to do is like you know do this hip hop group, which I think uh, it's the, it's the guy. It's again. Me Fi Me is the name of the lead singer, but it's also uh, a hip hop group, you know, with other members. But thanks, Me Fi Me. It probably would have been a lawsuit if it hadn't uh, faded into obscurity. <laughs> yeah, it's probably my favorite track on the soundtrack <laughs> it's so not, far. It's not a bad song. I like that U two yeah. song. Yeah. Ah oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I will say, you know, there's there's a thing about like trying to predict rappers that uh, are gonna blow up. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I I think I did this a lot in high school. I was like, like there was a guy named John Doe that later went by uh, D O E, and I was like, this guy is gonna be the biggest thing <laughs> ever. And like, it's such a crapshoot with uh, mm-hmm. with rappers because it's like they usually don't write the uh, they usually don't like uh, play any instruments. Yeah. They usually don't so it's actually like, sing. What what kind of production house you get involved in? Yeah, and... so like you know some guys just get a crapshoot um, sort of career, you know. I remember I was really into uh, this British rapper named Dizzy Rascal, mm-hmm. and I saw him, and he was opening for LP in this like small club in Portland, and I went with some friends, and like first of all, LP is now huge because he's part of uh, Run the Jewels. Oh, sweet! And so he's like blown up. Yeah, love and the headline. Jewels. I'm talking. There was literally like maybe 50 people in the crowd or something. Whoa! But Dizzy Rascal was the opener, and the next time I saw him perform, it was like in the opening ceremony for the British, the London Olympics. Yeah. In front of like billions of people, wow. and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." I uh, I banked a lot on Lil Flip, uh, <laughs> and I banked a lot on Mike Wait, so Jones. Is... Right. <laughs> I'm Mike Jones. Wait, so is there like a website early where you advocate can, you can like put money on this? And <laughs> no, no, it was, it was just all just all from the heart, man. It was all sweat equity. I was putting into these. What about cryptocurrencies? You ever get in yeah. on those yeah, early in the game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it was, it was Lil Flip versus T.I., and I, like, I took the Lil Flip <laughs> camp, because they were in some huge feud, and then Lil Flip just did nothing, and T.I. just became, like, a movie star and all sorts of stuff. But I still, to this day, I think uh, Lil Flip's a better rapper, or more interesting rapper. Anyway, all right. We okay. do have a track 13. We've made it to track 13, guys. Uh-huh. Um, the song is called Tempted, in parentheses, yeah. oh, is 94. Squeeze. And this squeeze is Squeeze. Me. This song. It's so funny to me. <laughs> is that what that came from? Maybe. Wow. Well, it's got that great hook. We can get down to that song. Can we get to that? Can we get to that hook? Here it comes. You know. 
Maybe. I think the funny thing about that song, it's like, it does have like a very memorable, beautiful hook, but the rest of the song is either like a packing list, like, I got my toothbrush, my toothpaste, <laughs> my flannel, uh, hairbrush. It's, he's getting like exhausted as he's saying, he's like, uh, pajamas, uh, two shoes and a cape, <laughs> like, never. or directions. You know, it's yeah. either directions, laundry list, or the hook. So, uh, Squeeze is a band that um, it's like one of those 80, 80s bands that I've been meaning to kind of dig into. I have a few of their records. A couple of the songs uh, that are pretty Friend of the Pod, Van Hughes, is a big Squeeze fan. Really? He's gotten drunk and like talked my ear off about Squeeze. <laughs> and like, been, I, I completely forget everything, but he's like, you gotta do this and this and this. And I'm like, wow. Okay. There's two guys at Devar. <laughs> Ethan R! Squeeze! Squeeze! Ethan R! Get these guys out of here! So one of these days we'll have Van back on and, and I'll, I'll bring up Squeeze and just like, just let him run for a while. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that, that's like kind of a classic song. I don't think it holds up that well because it's got like this kind of bad 80s production. Like, I don't know. You know, this is also on a Gap commercial. Oh, uh, no. Did you know that? The Connective Tissue. They're yeah. a sponsor. They're a sponsor. But like, what a funny... Weird coincidence. Funny world we two, two of the songs of the Reality Bites soundtrack ended up on Gap commercials. You know, I want so this this mm. is like the '93 re-release version. There's some sort of it's one no. of those like '80s songs that like, and I wonder if the like a remix better. or something. Yeah. Well, there was a thing when we were talking about Red Red Wine. Uh, I think there was a fad of uh, of labels like re-releasing songs that got a little bit of airplay randomly, and you would release a new song, so then it would chart again. Yeah, right. And I think it might have been one, because it's like virtually it's like the same tactic. song. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them are the same. But things that were released in the late, like early 90s that were late 80s songs were, are always made worse. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. early 90s aesthetic, like, it's like studio. No one thing. had it right. It's just. <laughs> I just have like a, like a harmonica just like slowly drawing through the whole thing. It, I don't know. It's bad. Have you guys gone back and watched uh, the Ben Stiller show? I've seen uh, it before. It's yeah. it's the most '90s thing ever. <laughs> That's how Janine Garofalo and yeah. Ben Stiller know each other. And yeah. like uh, Bob Odenkirk was on it, and, right. and uh, Andy Dick, who's in Reality Bites, David like Cross. Uh, yes, David Cross. Yeah, Cross. yeah. Oh my gosh. Of yeah. course. Uh, but like, yeah, talk about just like totally not getting it right. Like, he was like, hey, so um, you know, it shows like it starts with like a, a black and white camera <laughs> following Ben Stiller walking, and he's like, yeah, we're just like doing a show. Um, and so, yeah, some, I have some fun characters and I have some fun friends coming on and they're going to say, Hey, uh, and he, Oh, Hey, what's up, Janine? <laughs> like, and it's like, it's, and it, ah, it ruined ah. his career. Yeah. It did better than the Dana Carvey show. Yeah. <laughs> <Did> it? <laughs> I should say, I really, I really, not like funny ben enough Stiller. to succeed. Yeah, dude. Ben I mean, Stiller's awesome. What's wrong with Ben Stiller? I think, mm. actually, you know what? <laughs> I don't think he's that funny. I don't know. He's Dude. been around a lot of funny stuff, and he's Tropic yeah. Thunder was amazing. That's pretty amazing. That's like an amazing film, and, and that's like one of those things. Like he was working on that in like college, and then it took him twenty years to actually get it done. You know, and just, some just the fact that he could he could write a character to be in blackface. He could cast a famous actor to play the character in blackface. Yeah. And he could get that character, that actor who was in blackface in a comedy, to get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> 
Brandon T. Jackson, who's in that movie I did a weekend with in uh, in Arlington. Wait, is he Al Pacino? Yeah, Al okay. Pacino, the the guy that's actually black in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was running with like a an entourage. One of them was Sinbad's brother. Huh. Uh, and I remember like he he was not that funny. And I did really well that weekend because he, like, you know, he had, like, a DJ that he would bring on. And, like, I was, like, <laughs> fucking with the DJ all weekend. And then, like, I would tell a joke and be like, DJ, kick it! <laughs> like, and, I, you know, maybe 90% black audience. And then I was, like, the token oh white idiot. This is amazing. Where can we see this? Uh, there might be some footage. But, but Brandon T. Jackson wanted no part of talking to me. Oh, you know, you, no. you walk into the green room and he was just like, what's up, man? Oh no! You good? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'll be hanging out in the hallway <laughs> if you need me. Oh boy. Anyway. All right. Is that the last track on the? Uh, we've we've got one more track. We've made it to the end here oh, with uh, track fourteen we of the original it. soundtrack release. Yeah, we made it, guys. We made it. We it should be said that there, if any of you own the tenth anniversary, <laughs> uh, send it our way. Some... Yeah, rip that. Send it on over. What I mean, what's the, what's this last track? This is Big Mountain okay. with Baby I Love Your Way. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I was right. going to say, we're missing a few. Uh, Hit it. Um, Hit it. All right, guys. Let's, Frampy. Let's get a little taste here. A little bit of Framp. Ooh, baby, I love your way every day. Ooh, baby, I love your way Yeah. It's pure Framp. <laughs> Whoa. It really wouldn't be right if we didn't have like a terrible cover on an episode of track listing. I think this is great actually. I think it's fun. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. It serves a purpose. Well, reggae. I think that Big Mountain is probably only known for this song. I will say there is like a a storied history of good reggae covers of pop songs and rock songs because it's a way of it's a very easy way of changing the song instead of just doing a wallflowers cover <laughs> yeah. it's like you have you have a famous song and you you can change it to a genre that's just slowed down it's a little islandy and you're like yeah this is good it's a little bit different god so true man like yeah. oh reggae covers of anything yeah reggae cover i mean reggae it up reggae reggae <laughs> even up uh, I was like actually <laughs> squeeze <laughs> when <I> was, guys <laughs> reggae. <laughs> when I was talking about the uh, the UB40 uh, in the last episode, it was yeah. they were literally like cover, you know, because like yeah, like covers were so rampant in reggae that the Red Red Wine, which was like an obscure Neil Diamond song, they never took off. Yeah, and then they covered it. They covered the cover. Uh, I saw Peter Frampton live one time. Uh, he opened for Styx. And uh, wait, he was opening. He was opening for Sticks. I but feel like it was at an arena, though. I mean, or it was okay, a, okay. A, a, like a, the. It used to be called the Smirnoff Center. Now it's the well, Jackson Center. Like Peter Frampton is most famous for a live record. So I feel like as a live show, it would probably be dis- like a disproportionate ticket because it's like you've got to see Peter Frampton live from Peter Frampton live. <laughs> you got to hear his studio stuff. It sounds just like the live <laughs> recordings. Yeah. It's like a good- <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, dude, uh, some girl punked me so hard. Um, you know, I mean, I was like 
19 at this Styx concert, you know, and we, <laughs> that we went at, went to as a joke. You know, I, I drove my brother's friends there and pr- promised to stay sober so I could drive them back. Oh, no. So was this, like, was Mr. Roboto, like, the... <laughs> they couldn't do Mr. Roboto because the lead singer of Styx, uh, like, I guess, who wrote that song, oh, no. departed. <laughs> so they did, like, one, like, tease, like, and then they just moved on. But they had some other great, you know, the Too Much Time, uh, Renegade, all the all the other <laughs> secondary hits. Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> so you got time. <laughs> yeah, so like, Eat you know, <laughs> we were just talking. I just started talking to somebody, and she was like, yeah, no, I was here to see Frampton. I was like, really? You know, you're a 22-year-old girl. That's interesting. She was like, oh, yeah, like, I've seen, I've seen Frampton live, like, maybe 20... 22 times or something like that. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like, I, you know, I, I barely know him besides that one song. And she was like, I'm totally fucking with you. Do you, th- are you, <laughs> you seriously think I would have seen Peter Frampton live? Then? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, man. She I got me. Got if, me. If you would. No judgment. No judgment. Like, Sticks lined up with Peter Frampton. I would assume 90, 99% Frampton would be the headliner. What? Yeah, Peter Frampton. Dude, no. Sticks. Dude, 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 you should have seen the Sticks fans because there was a bunch of idiot drunkards, well, and then like Sticks well, fans. Frampton were... was like a what late seventies, and then Sticks was probably like early eighties. Yeah, whatever. So dude, I think it's a recency thing. It was if, a... if they were having that show now, it would be a Frampton show. No, wh- no way! What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, yeah. It was all like Sticks heads, <laughs> and then like drunken teenagers, and the Sticks heads being like, "Could you sit down, please?" Because you oh, sit no. down. No. I brought a lawn chair. No. I could only afford lawn tickets. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this is the point in the podcast where we we put our we put Frampton and Sticks aside. <laughs> All right. And we. <laughs> Eat it you are so wrong about Frampton being squeeze. Oh, man, Frampton is okay. Anyways, <laughs> dude, Framp. <laughs> I like Framp. It's time to Frampy. Frampy. <laughs> Dude, it's, time to it's time to review. It's time to to review. Devolving out of, out of fifteen chaos. stars. Framp comes alive. Chris, you picked this album. I'm not yeah. even sure why. <laughs> why are we doing For some reason. Come on, I like it's the nature this. of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, out of 15 stars, decimal points included, Chris. What, what is this judgment I'm what getting from we? Caleb over here, man? <laughs> I don't think any of us like connected with any of the songs we played through the whole, the whole soundtrack. I, it, I, I think this is maybe the best soundtrack we've done. Um, I give this I agree with that. a 12.23 out of 15. Adding, uh, adding two, three, extra, <laughs> adding extra decimals. All right. So, what what was your favorite song off of this soundtrack? Uh, I thought the Mephi Me was pretty good. I like the Knack. I think that's a great soundtrack. I, I think so. This I will this say movie, the Wayne's World two soundtrack was way better. <laughs> this movie, Caleb is all about live Aerosmith recordings. Yeah, yeah. In case you weren't sure, uh, this movie uh, really leans into the music though too. So this was a movie that like that's true. It is. It is. Like they're like, whoa, kind of shut up, turn this song famous. up. You know? I think that I don't know. For me, like revisiting the soundtrack, I feel like I remembered it being better, and I'm like not really like. There's no real stinkers, but I don't know if there's any like many hits. I would put this at like a dead even seven and a half or whatever. Okay, okay. I think I think what I'm finding out seven point two five. Okay. A little bit better wow. than average. You guys are getting deep with the decimals. <laughs> yeah. 
It's allowed. I, it's allowed. Decimal okay. Allowed. You can't allowed. take my decimals away. Point three repeating. <laughs> um, so what's what I'm I'm kind of finding out through us uh, doing these dives into soundtracks is that all soundtracks suck. This is my fair, fair assessment. Yeah. The next Most soundtrack. Sound, yeah. The next we soundtrack. Just call it after this. This is good. There's a handful of good ones, but like 99 of soundtracks are, are awful. Pretty bad. For sure. The next. Yeah. The next it's a episode. Cash grab. It's a cash grab. The next episode Couldn't is my more. pick, and I vow I'm picking what I feel to be a very good soundtrack. Okay. So we'll see. We will see. We will and see. we'll see if it's viable to. <laughs> To make fun of a really good soundtrack, yeah. but a little fun. Okay, Nikki, yeah, how Nikki. do you how do you feel about this thing? I would give this soundtrack a a ten, a, a okay. stri- straight up ten. Yeah. I All would right. say that like as angsty as the film is, yeah. um, the soundtrack serves the film very well. That's that, and yeah. like you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. And my favorite song on the soundtrack would probably be the squeezed. No, fuck squeeze. Um, <laughs> the big mountain cover. Big mountain cover. Wait, what? Baby, I what? love your way. Get Great. out of here. Yeah, I think it's fun. I mean, what's not to love about a song that starts like this? Ooh, baby, I love your way. It's gold, man. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't argue with this. I think the original Peter Frampton version is is what's used in the movie too, which is even weirder. Oh, okay. Uh, P. Framp. That's the makeout scene between Winona and Ben Stiller. Oh, she comes home to the apartment and he's and they, like singing the song, like "How was making out." Yeah, yeah. that's when Ethan Hawke's uh, in Jealous. Real, real dick mode, where he's like, "Oh, a uh, person I've never hooked up with and only been a dick to. <laughs> How did you enjoy your date? You slut." Yeah, like, insane. God, man. And then he's like. I love you. Is that what you want to hear, idiot? <laughs> Just kidding. Blah. Slams the door in his face. Yeah. It's yeah. like, God, Ethan. Ben Stiller's behind the camera in that scene like, we got the take! Yeah. Dude, it's it's like harrowing to revisit all these old movies and see like like how we were trained to interact in relationships oh from like God. Hollywood. Yeah, and some weird hodgepodge that were it's like our behavior. I've talked about like what we saw. Yeah. Grand yeah. romantic gestures and that like it's that's insane that like I thought yeah. that's what love was for <laughs> so long. It's like I need to you know have a boombox and be John Cusack. <laughs> I need to you know. I need to look like John Cusack. I need to never talk to a woman and then suddenly express everything I've ever felt it's about adults them. Just like no, 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 bad idea. God no. Oh. You give the girl like a tour of the high school when she comes and then yeah. like you know. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your pick, Chris. Well, yeah. Thank you for saying that, Caleb. I feel like I'm getting a lot of resistance on this one. First of all, I want to say that I, I think Peter Frampton's probably in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think Styx is probably locked out. Hey, let's <laughs> fight about That's it. That's my highest score for a soundtrack yeah, thus far. Yeah, I think sure. it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Reality bites, man. They knew it. Reality sucks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and so do all soundtracks. So do all soundtracks. <laughs> let's just let's fold this podcast. Yeah, let's right. it, man. <sighs> I would, I would like, I would take your opinions more seriously if you had said that the Lisa Loeb song was the best because that's like the standout track. Also, like it or hate it, that's that's like that's the, the standout. Track. I we, don't know. Man. Hey, can we? Sorry, can we play? Um, uh, do you have the Ethan Hawke Violent Femmes thing going on? <laughs> can we pull that up? See, now you're just making my case for me. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. Also, I meant to mention this. She dated or was maybe married to Dweezil Zappa. For a long time, oh, who was no. like, you know, L.A. periphery, 
celebrity. So I think maybe that's why she stuck around for as long as she did. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. They I were just like a, they were like, a, oh, cool. Dweezil and uh, Lisa are here. Yeah. Okay. This is Ethan Hawke sticking it to Anona, dude. Being a dick. Oh, no. You should see this, these, this uh, the way the band is dressed. Yeah, he's like a Dave Grohl ripoff guy, yeah. and like a and yeah, like a court jester hat. <laughs> I like that song though. I've seen Violet Femmes live so many times, and I don't even know why. What? They were like this band in Portland. They're not even a Portland band, and they're not a '90s band. But for some reason, when I was in high school, Portland loves Violent Femmes. Every time there was like a Set free outdoor concert with like a bunch of bands, like Violent Femmes was part of it. If there was like, if the alternative radio station was putting together like a big Christmas concert, it was like Violent Femmes was there. Yeah, I but they were draw, you know. They're like awesome. Yeah, they're great. But, but they were an '80s band, yeah. and they were not a Portland band. But yeah, I don't know how, why I've seen them so many times. That's weird. They're good. Apparently, Winona put it in her uh, contract uh, to like get on board with this film. She would only do it if Ethan Hawke was guaranteed to be her uh, co-star. Really? Yeah. All right, Winona. It's like wow, power move. She's pretty cool. You know, yeah. stealing stuff. That's Dude, still the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Have you seen the yeah. when uh, when Stranger Things is like won some award? Oh, the way they're, she's they're all on stage, <laughs> yeah. and uh, David Harbour's like giving some speech. That's clearly like. It's a normal speech, like yeah. making some sort of like point or whatever. <laughs> you assume it went on a writer. Yeah, it's just going through like <laughs> like fifteen expressions. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she's like going from like confusion to like intense agreement to like panic. <laughs> it's so wow. crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's very bizarre. <laughs> okay, well, in, in honor of Reality Bites, our <laughs> recommendations this week for the track listing a Spotify playlist are songs with. Songs that incorporate uh, like found audio, like little bites reality of reality. Bites. Little yeah, bites, of real- bites of reality. T yes. Mm-hmm. No, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll lead off if you don't mind. I do not. Okay, so for my pick, I am going to pick uh, Tour de France, the single by Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk, the German uh, great album art on yeah. all Kraftwerk albums. This is, I actually have this, This uh, it's like a single. I don't think this was on any of their albums. It was like a weird, I think it was, okay, so supposedly the story. Let's get into it. One or two of the <laughs> guys from Kraftwerk got, are really into cycling. Yeah. Like uh, very earnestly into cycling. The, the Peloton. It's like one of the biggest sports in Europe. Yeah. You know? But these, really these German that. electro like experimental artists love cycling. And yeah. so one of the guys, he came up with an idea of doing like a love song for cycling. And he recorded himself like riding a bike a lot. And so, <laughs> so it's like, uh, there's so like, German. <laughs> there's samples yeah. of him breathing while he's riding a bicycle. And then there's samples of like the gears changing and like yeah. basically any noise that a psych, like a, like a, just a bicycle does when you're like bicycling up the Alps or whatever. And he actually got third on the tour <laughs> while he recorded this song. <laughs> but, uh, the funny thing about this song is that it's been famously sampled in so many songs because mm. in like the early days of hip hop. This was one of those random records that like DJs got a hold of, yeah. and they would just loop it. And it's not sampled for uh, Salt and Peppa's "Push It," but it's like I think they're Heavily just lifted from. They're like yeah, like re-recording and but like the you know it's like yeah. the breathing push it. But it was like 
There's a lot of a lot of early hip hop in here. Let's get a little Let's taste it. of it here. Yeah. This is Kraftwerk with Tour de France. Oh yeah, you can totally hear salt and pepper. Great. Uh, I mean, that's like prime time zone for sampling right there. There's a Brazilian uh, Diplo song that has that crink crink, like the coin. What sounds like coins. Yeah. Yeah, this part was sampled a lot. I should say that there's the clip that we're playing tonight. It doesn't really have much of the actual like meat and bones of the song, but these are a lot of the interesting samples. Yeah. <laughs> you get a piece of the actual song as well. So find find us on Spotify. Please don't sue us, Kraftwerk. Please, we're just trying to like do a thing you know here. Come at me, Kraftwerk, you know, dude. Come at me. We're just dude. trying to honor your music and just give you a shout out. You know, the young generation onto your music. All right, who wants to go next? Nikki? Uh, yeah, or, I, got, I got a track. Yeah. We don't have to end on mine, other. I think if yours is better than mine, let's end on yours. No, no. Okay. No, no judgment. Uh, <laughs> the, Right. <laughs> I like the shade that is yeah. getting thrown at Chris know, for the past couple episodes. That was more insulting when I dude. called you a dumb dumb like three times. What <laughs> time? Eat that hot. This is a song by Jamie XX uh, called "Gosh," and it features a vocal sample from a BBC Radio One um, segment from 1995 uh, called "One in the Jungle." Um, which were, I guess, two DJs, DJ Ron and MC Strings, uh, basically just saying, oh my gosh. <laughs> Getting really excited about like some jungle yeah, yeah. show. Oh you know, there's my like, God. Like, they're, they're two like, <laughs> B- like BBC <laughs> music presenters. It's right. really good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so so this, is, this is the actual song. Okay. This is the Jamie XX song. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Almost got the uh yeah. down, down, down. Oh my gosh. The song also has a great music video as well. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. No, this is legitimately an amazing song. Oh, yeah. This whole album too, in color, Jamie XX. This is Jamie XX uh, the producer from the XX. Oh, that makes sense. This also sounds like it would be the soundtrack to like uh, a new FIFA game. <laughs> Soccer crab. Alright, so do you have the, the sample? Uh, I can pull up the sample in a moment, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like, oh, yeah. Oh. Day bo bo. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Yellow, but I cannot listen to that song because it's, yeah, it's so... It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And it's like, there's a lot of his songs where the instrumentation, everything is great about it, but then there's some sort of audio on top. Yeah. Well, that's like a sample for <laughs> this is the shit on the radio in 1995 on the BBC. It's so prodigy, man. Yes. I was saying that earlier. Dude, ecstasy flooded through the UK. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like it was in the water there. Yeah. You gotta try this new drug, it. man. You can feel an all the crocodile. It's called crocodile, dude. It eats your skin. Um, all right. 
Well, I got mine. I'm not excited about mine. Oh, come on, man. Oh, don't be so hard no. on yourself. We've, like, broken you down. Come on, Dad. <laughs> I know. Hey, Dad, don't be so hard on yourself, Dad. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm recording from the ground. Oh, okay. Got the it's mic like, on the floor. It's like here. Nick Drake. He's laying down on the floor recording yeah. his vocals. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you got here, Chris? So I've got... I was going to make a connection. Nick Drake, Needle in the Hay, somebody on our this soundtrack covered Needle in the Hay and maybe it was the Julia Juliana Hatfield trio uh, anyway they covered Needle in the Hay back to mine uh, <laughs> Bat Dance by uh, Prince oh this surprise. was uh, commissioned for the Batman movie and Prince used uh, sounds from the movie I like that uh, it's also Scott Ackerman's favorite song if you guys listen to Comedy Bang Bang CB baby yeah. <laughs> let's get a little taste of Prince it's, with it's Bat a, Dance it's a, Bad song. <laughs> we love bad songs here on track listing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this this is great. This was like it's it's not before sampling, but <laughs> yeah, if you haven't like, seen this music video, it's like Oh, eight, it's a choreograph like thing in a row. Eight yeah, jokers. Yeah. yeah. Doing like a cats style performance. Yeah, it does look like cats. Right. It looks like a a very Broadway-esque. Wow. You know it's better than one Batman? Twelve Batmans doing choreo. <laughs> this is amazing. It's it's one of the better things that Prince ever did. I, I'm totally kidding. It's it's like the worst thing. It might be his worst song. So I inherited uh, a couple <laughs> singles. Uh, so I have two records that are the Bat Dance records. Oh my god, I think, pretty great. I think I have like the 12-inch and then like maybe like a... They're not the exact same thing. And I can't... I can't bring myself to get rid of them, even yeah. though I hate them and I never want to listen to them. Because I'm such a huge Prince fan. Right. And I, I want to have everything that Prince ever did on, on vinyl. Mm. Oh, boy. I don't think you do. I, <laughs> no. well, well, Caleb, not everything, but you know, like the... Caleb, you talked about it, You were like, Prince did not survive the 90s unscathed. Yeah. No, there I was don't... the thing with the little ching chings. Some stinkers in there. <laughs> it's not all... Real turds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was, this was in the... Was this late 80s? This is like not outside yeah, yeah. of this like is, this would have been what eighty five when you talk about like uh, five, yeah. the Tim Burton Batman kind of like movie Prince's Imperial period. This is like he can do no wrong, and then he did this, and it just kind of like happened, and people just agreed not to talk about I it. I hear more of this track. <laughs> God, I, I want to say it was later. Maybe. It... And where? And where? In the Batman. This music right. video is amazing. But yeah, turn Guys, that off. Turn it that off. Nineteen eighty. Prince is like behind the wheel. Of like, uh, 1989. Yeah, 20 synthesizers here in the video. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty bad. Uh, but, but but it's, it's it's a song that's been like made fun of quite a bit yeah. too. You know what I mean? So that's why I was a little bit. It's it's definitely bring it to a table. song worth talking about. But if you're if you're listening to the old uh, track listing Spotify playlist, you can just uncheck that. Exactly. And just put a little <laughs> yeah. little life I don't hack. Know what's gonna make the playlist? <laughs> to be honest. All right. Lisa Loeb, did you have another Lisa Loeb fact for us? Well, I was talking about something. Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was married was to Dweezil yeah. Zappa. Um, and she's doing children's songs, okay. which are cool. She's still, like, cranking out music, which right. is pretty impressive. If anyone from Nine Stories is out there, please let us know what you're up to these days. <laughs> Any projects you have going on, we'd right. love to hear from uh, you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tracklisting. Yeah. I, I vow that next week we're going to do... A good soundtrack. Get fucked, dude. And we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see about that next week. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Lisa. I'm gonna miss you. 
Miss you very much. I miss you. I really miss you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> damn it. <sighs> God damn it. See you guys next time. We love you. Bye.